Welcome to another episode of Strictly Business, the podcast that goes deep with some of the brightest minds working in media today. I'm Andrew Wallenstein, co-editor-in-chief of Variety. With her long-running daytime talk show, Ellen DeGeneres is known primarily as a TV star. But the multi-platform empire she has built around herself in recent years has made clear she is a powerful brand as well in online video, social media, even gaming apps. And to run all that from her business, DeGeneres turns to our next guest, Michael Riley, General Manager of Ellen Digital Ventures. Michael, welcome. Thanks, Andrew, and uh, thanks very much to you and to Variety for having me here today. Excellent. Uh, what I want people to understand off the top is people might think when I read that kind of setup, oh, that's cute. She's got a website and a Twitter account, <laughs> just like everyone else on earth. Yeah. But it's so much more than that. So can you lay out really what Ellen Digital Ventures is? I started over a year ago now, but Ellen and her show have been going now for 16 years. And what's amazing is really to see over that 16-year period how they've transitioned and how now we are transitioning 16 years in the television space into these billions of views in the digital world. And exactly to your question, it's sort of an it's what we call the Ellen Digital Network is a, is a, is an amazing uh, amalgamation of not only cross-platform followers and subscribers. We're fortunate to actually just recently have achieved we have over two hundred million cross-platform subscribers and followers across all of the you know the key uh, platform uh, social I mean, media spaces. That is just remarkable when you think of you know obviously there's brands out there like I don't know a BuzzFeed or a Vice that have millions and billions of views and all that. But you're building this, and I'm not even sure what to say here. Are you building it on the back of Ellen the celebrity or Ellen the show, or is that the same thing? It's it's not the same thing, and it's really what it is. It's it's building an organic brand that, at its core, is about comedy and fun and kindness. And for the most part, it's really about authenticity. And if there's anything that Ellen really celebrates, it's being authentic. And this whole idea of belongingness, and if you think about her voice over 16 years, her voice continues to get louder. And all of this started as an hour in the daytime world. And I feel, I, I think the, the genius or the alchemy that we have is really the basis of the 16 years of experience in this amazing daytime show. And it's how are we taking the talent? How are we taking the IP and the franchises that have been built over 16 years? And that really is just a moment in an hour a day. We can take all of that IP and explode that out into the digital space available 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. And to your point, it generates over a billion views a month. The only thing that I can think of that's sort of comparable is, and it, it's different in a pretty key way, is remember Oprah Winfrey was a daytime uh, personality who didn't build that kind of empire online, although she did some stuff there as well, but she turned all this into a cable network. You guys are really doing the same thing. You just don't have a linear cable network. And I think that's obviously we're thrilled to be in the same category as Oprah, who is obviously one of, you know, you know, one of the best brands here in, in the U.S. I, I think that being in that category, Ellen is unbelievably passionate about not only the digital space, but obviously who she is and the show that she's built and the show that, and, you know, the world that she's created. 
And exactly to that point, what I love about this space, and particularly over the next few years, I'm very fond of talking about, you know, in the 70s and the 80s, there were basically four networks where you could put all of your content and all of the advertising was there. In the 90s and the 2000s, the place that I existed in, in the cable world, there, those four networks turned into 400 networks. And it was about how are you adapting your content and your advertising to be to understand the environment that you're in. And just to stop you there, what were you in the cable world? Sure. So I started my media career with Turner Broadcasting, working in the business development and corporate strategy team, building out the, the Turner digital brands across Europe, Africa, and the Middle East. So that's CNN International or Cartoon Network, TNT. And then I moved to the Walt Disney Company to work... Uh, both for Disney channels worldwide and uh, then for ABC Family, now Freeform as the president of ABC Family. Got it. Um, and so for me, it's this world, uh, you know, 400 networks where you're building brands and it becomes much more about the environment. In the 2010 and the 2020s, this opportunity now becomes about these wonderful brands that are being established and how are we actually taking... Ellen, not only the show and the digital brand into this limitless space. How are we creating what is what we call the Ellen Digital Network? How are we creating franchises and IP and bringing talent in there and really connecting in different ways with the consumer across all of these emerging platforms? And well, but there's a question in in the in the Oprah comparison. Could you argue that Ellen might have been better off going the Oprah channel route? That Maybe you don't get billions of views, but there's uh, some cable companies probably willing to pay a lot of money. Why not have gone that route? Sure. And I think the, the real opportunity over the next three to five years is looking at what the future holds and placing, I mentioned this uh, when we were talking uh, to uh, different groups, this idea of how are we making sure to be placing these bets in these emerging spaces? Because we don't know what platforms are going to exist. What we know is the platforms today are going to change into platforms of tomorrow. And where we feel fortunate is how are we working with this strong brand in order to place bets across all of these different platforms today that doesn't preclude us from making decisions in the future. And I think that is as we look at the changing consumer habits today, as we look at the seismic changes of how people are actually consuming content on these different platforms, we're thrilled to be working with YouTube around getting our content not only from the show, but also developing new and original IP. We have an amazing show uh, called Mom's Planning, led by Kristen Bell, who is a new mom who is just absolutely amazing. We've generated over 160 million views. We're actually looking in the digital space to find new talent. We have uh, somebody emerging with us in our in our digital stable called Kaylin Allen, who is actually on the cusp of generating 450 million views across all of his different platforms. And these are new voices and new storytellers that we would not always have uh, have been able to get access to. And these digital platforms are allowing us to serve that up and allowing us to work with them, and then working with those platforms to make those bets in the future. I would also think that making Ellen digital first really helps in terms of demographics, because my guess is your daytime audience is probably a lot older than the one watching online. 
I think one of the things that we're fortunate about is obviously the strength of Ellen and the strength of her brand. And so as we look at the changes in daytime television, Ellen still really is treading, uh, you know, a great path in the daytime space. But where, what we love about that digital space is exactly to your point is how are we bringing on these new audiences, Gen Z, millennials, millennial moms, and we're really looking to develop Ellen as this broad national and international brand, and these new platforms allow access to that. Um, I mean, it's interesting. If you didn't take that approach, I might say that daytime TV almost could become a graveyard for what would otherwise be a great brand, and now you're sort of realizing the full vision of that brand outside of daytime. Sure, and, and I actually think it's both together. So to me, the, when what we see the strength around such a great brand is all boats rising. So when we have great talent or great guests on the show, or we're, we're right in the midst of 12 days of giveaways right now, which is a, is a key time for us, we see not only our ratings rise, but we also see all of the boats rise across the digital space. So it's not one platform cannibalizing another platform. What we see is when we are hitting it correctly, we see all of our audiences going up. And we're building out Tube as our owned and operated site, which we've had for uh, five or six years now. What we're seeing is not only great audience happening on Tube, but we're also seeing those traditional audiences. And when I say traditional, I mean, the traditional audiences on YouTube and on Facebook and on Twitter, on Twitter, still continuing to really engage with our content. And one of the benefits we have uh, as part of uh, the scale that we deliver content at is we have great relationships across all of those platforms. And every day, every month, every year, we're looking to really understand that consumer on that platform and engage them in a way that makes sense and tell stories that make sense for that platform. You mentioned YouTube. Uh, obviously, that's a place where Ellen has a big presence. But how do you manage uh, sort of the cross-platform, uh, digitally speaking, uh, thing? Do you put her out there on Facebook, Instagram, Snap, uh, all the rest uh, just as much, or is this more of a YouTube-centric play? No, uh, we we are absolutely looking across all of the platforms. Actually, interestingly enough, we're one of only two content providers that generate over 200 million views across all three of the key uh, social media platforms. Mm -hmm. And so for us, that, and I believe the, the other one is actually the NFL, what it means is we're developing very close relationships with those platforms. And the way we do it is by looking at our content. And I think it, at its core, it's really being in business for 16 years with the show that's allowed us to extend that. When you see how we produce the show, how we produce digital content, it's one ecosystem. And I think that's the strength of LM, our ability to leverage what we've learned over 16 years with true experts in their field with a, a brand and a talent in LM that is passionate and authentic. And it, what it allows us to do is we'll look every day at which platforms, which stories go where, making sure that we see all of those boats rise. And as I mentioned, having worked in television for, for 20 odd years, I think that the part of the secret sauce of the Ellen Digital Network is it's it's tie to the show itself. And I think that's a real strength for us. And I, I think one of the things is for us, it's leveraging the strength over 16 years and bringing that to the space, curating that audience, testing. We're allowed to test and innovate in, in a much quicker way in that digital space. We're allowed, we can engage that audience in a much more sophisticated way. 
Um, so to me, it's actually all together. It all works as one ecosystem. And I think that's the power of the Ellen brand. And does that brand extend even globally? Because I, I wouldn't even have stopped to think of Ellen as more than an American phenomenon. But I guess digital is the very thing that allows you to look beyond that. I think that's exactly right. Obviously, the show is distributed all across the world. So Ellen is very well known and recognized uh, in most places across the world. What the digital opportunity allows us to do is break those barriers down even faster. And it allows us to touch those consumers in a number of different ways and really bring the global power of Ellen in the digital space. And it's not just about video content. It's also about how are we launching games, um, you know, games obviously across both Apple and the Android platforms. Those are global initiatives. And we're in a fortunate situation where we're looking at learning from what we know and then really extending those tentacles everywhere. Before we get to the games, uh, one question though, before I get hyped up on all the sort of digital global goodness of it all, let's not forget that even other properties that have hundreds of millions and billions of views are facing some pretty steep challenges when it comes to monetization. It's not easy uh, to make a lot of money. So how are you guys dealing with that? Are you insulated in some way that, say, a Vice or a BuzzFeed is not? Well, I, I think we're inside. And one of the reasons we talk about this ecosystem with both the show, all of the digital platforms are owned and operated and our apps that we're launching is each of those have different monetization opportunities. And as we build a portfolio of assets called the LM Digital Network, we're also testing and innovating different monetization models. And one of the things that we talk about is uh, branded content in the future. And the reason I use the example of, you know, back in the 70s and the 80s, the advertising was in one spot, was in these four places and they had a particular form. Here we are in the 2010s and coming into the 2020s, advertising and integration is in a much different form. And we spend a lot of time working with brands that we've had on our show for 10 years. How do we innovate with them around branded content, around stories that they want to tell? We, again, back to momsplaining, we were fortunate to have the new Johnson's Johnson & Johnson be integrated into the momsplaining episodes with Kristen Bell in very innovative and different ways. We recently launched a show with Total Wireless um, called uh, Fearless, led by or championed by uh, Ashley Graham. And part of that was how are we bringing these advertisers into this new space? So one is we're working with advertisers across all of the different platforms, which really allows us to be slightly insulated against the change in algorithms, whether Facebook changes their algorithm or YouTube changes their algorithm. We're actually working across all of the social media platforms. And so that allows us some protection around making sure that our views, whether they come from our owned and operated site, whether they're coming from YouTube, whether they're coming from Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, all of that allows us to be somewhat protected in that way. And then as we look to innovate around different types of opportunities, we also are looking to produce exclusive content for, for platforms as well, which is a different model. We had a show with YouTube, which we were very proud of. We've just recently done a show with Leah Michelle and Twitter, which was exclusive to Twitter. Um, so we're really testing different models as we move forward, and then we want to lean into the models that are working. And because, again, this whole idea of being in the business for now 16 years, season 16, we look at all of our different platforms and make sure all the boats are rising, which insulates us over you know, different industry trends as well. By the way, can't all these shows that you're developing, 
couldn't you be selling them back into TV? Why, why isn't, you know, Ellen in daytime followed by Ashley Graham uh, one hour later? Yeah, you're exactly right. It's, it's such one of the, the things that I love talking about. And as I said, I just joined a year ago is the genius of the format of this show which really is just all of the different team members that put it together is exactly what you're talking about. There is a pipeline of talent and content that we've curated over 15 years. And it's how do we take that talent and do different things every year? And to your point is, how do we then work with new emerging platforms, take the IP that we own, the stories that we are telling, and then how do we turn those into longer form uh, pieces of content. Absolutely. We would love to look at that in the future. Right now we're focused in the branded content space and working with platforms. Um, but what we are always making sure is that we call ourselves, you know, the Ellen digital studio piece of that, which is we're very much about making sure that as we move forward, that our IP can take different forms. So let's get into gaming. Why? <laughs> I mean, it's not the most intuitive move. So what are you doing and more, why are you doing? Sure. Actually, it's as you sort of, as you look at the 16 years of Ellen uh, throughout the seasons, in her DNA, it fundamentally is gaming. So there's always um, these amazing games that are played. And it's much more of a casual gaming style. Um so five or six years ago, um, we were in a fortunate situation where we developed the mobile app called Heads Up, which is now has 46 million downloads later, or just over 40 million downloads uh, later, has been hugely successful. It's a game that lots of people globally absolutely love playing. And we've followed that up by looking at games, basically, that we play in the show that we want to make sure uh, that we can move into that digital space. And the whole idea is about how are we taking casual gaming? How are we using the Ellen brand, which is steeped in casual gaming? And how do we introduce that in a world that clearly is emerging, whether it's mobile games, whether it's licensed games that we work with? Um, Ellen's, we just launched a game called Ellen's Road to Riches, which is basically a slots game. Uh, that has been hugely successful. And we're on the verge of launching a new app, actually, uh, in uh, uh, partnership, or excuse me, so we're launching a new app in coordination with her primetime show, Game of Games. So the clue is in the title, where Ellen loves playing games, and we're thrilled to be launching a companion app where that will be a standalone app that will have a collection of mini games in that that feels and looks both like the show as well as what we do on the Ellen DeGeneres show. You know, feeding all this it must be Ellen herself as a social media presence. It's obviously, you know, a very big one. How key is it to sort of supporting all the different pieces of the Ellen puzzle? It, it I would say it's critical. Um, and I think that part of the success of not only Ellen Digital Network, but all of these cross-platforms, followers and subscribers, at its core is about Ellen being authentic to her, to her audience. And I think one of the things that this two-way communication delivers is an ability to bring that authenticity much closer to the consumer. And clearly, social media has been a very, very successful tool in order to do that. And I think one of the things that people and newer, newer generations as well as older generations, all of them in the social media space can sense in authenticity. And I think at its core, what has made Ellen the 
you know, successful in that space is her authentic voice in that world. Hmm. Is she the kind of person who is able to really absorb all the kinds of things we're talking about her business today? Is she hands-on, has vision, or is it like, hey, I'm the talent? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Nothing happens that she's not aware of and that she, she, she is the core she's the core of everything that we do. And one of the things that you see every day coming into work is the passion, the enthusiasm, the authenticity, not only about her, but the team around her delivers every single day. And I think that's part of the success of the brand is that 16 years later, it's an operation that really is, I think, um, looking to be innovative, looking to really drive new business models and to really, you know, take what has been developed over 16 years into these new spaces. I mean, from a pure revenue perspective, is the state of this digital business anywhere near as lucrative as the TV property? It's what we're thrilled about is we see deeper engage more and more people with deeper engagement with revenue on the rise. And I think for us, that's the exciting part is continuing to invest in this world. Clearly, the future is in these spaces. We don't know. It goes back to one of your original questions. We don't know what the future looks like. What we know is we want to take this innovative brand into these new spaces, and we want to lean into what's being successful. We want to figure out you know, how to make sure that we are resonating at, at any brand's core is about how are you telling stories that engage the audience. Um, and whether that's through technology today or whether that's daytime 15 years ago, all of it is about understanding who you are and how you want to communicate and really, you know, you, you know, bringing a little kindness to every day. You know, you say kindness and you say authenticity and comedy. Those are it sounds like the three stool, the three legs of the Ellen brand stool. Yeah, I hear that. And it says to me, wholesome PG. Um is that really the essence of Ellen's success in the sense that she represents a certain very brand safe kind of comedy? I, I don't think PG is the right word because I think actually one of the great things is, through her authenticity is that she gets permission to for her to be who she is. And I think that's one of the things. And I, I, I don't think PG – we don't ever really use the term PG – because I think part of her is the realness that comes through. Obviously, she's had an amazing career, um, but it's the the realness that the you know. And there's no other word than authentic. She is who she is, and I think that has allowed her voice to shine through. Hmm. So, as you go forward into 2019, anything that we should keep an eye out for from the Ellen brand that will sort of represent a, an interesting shift, an interesting expansion. Yeah, I think it's really, it's we're leaning into the successes we've had in 2018 and before that. So as I just mentioned, we're on the, the cusp of launching a new mobile gaming app that has an augmented reality feature attached to it. And we're excited to see how that works and how we'll work uh, with the the Game of Games primetime show. So will, that means like I can have Ellen look like she's standing in front <laughs> of me? No, not, not quite. So no. it's about how can you use the content that you see on the uh, initially in the television space, but how are we actually developing content and games that use augmented reality uh, to move the gaming business forward? 
Um, so hopefully in the future, but not right now. Um, and then it's really about how are we leaning into our content studio and our branded content, bringing, telling stories, telling bigger stories, uh, not only relaunching season three of Mom's Planning with Kristen Bell or a second season with Ashley Graham, but continuing to mine the digital space to find new storytellers that would not get a voice. And I think that's one of the things that's really exciting about that digital space. And Ellen at her core is really about using the show as a platform to bring new talent uh, to new audiences. You define the brand, you define the business. I'm curious, are there things where, let's say, virtual reality, that's not Ellen. This is what, you know, whether it's a technology or a content format or something that represents something that Ellen, it's just not her thing. There's so much, I would say there, there, there's never really a moment of no, or since I've been there and it's only been a year, I've never really seen a moment of no. What it's really about is how would we translate our brand into these new worlds? Or how is it that we're using this new technology or any new opportunities? How do we translate that into, you know, an Ellen world? And I think it has to be organic. It has to be authentic. And at our core, we, we're always looking to be innovative, to be cutting edge. Um, and we're always open to everything. We actually just launched a podcast in September and we did it in a slightly different way. We actually have the executive producers of the show as the hosts of it, giving a much more behind the scenes opportunity for to get a deeper engagement into the show that people have known for 16 years. And it's been a really fun combination of not only Ellen experiences, but now the people around that as well. And it allows real Ellen fans and actually broad fans of just, you know, what we're doing to get a much better understanding. And that's just a different spin on something, you know, obviously podcasts are an important medium as it continues to grow. I think, you know, we're excited to be in that space and test it out and lean into, you know, these new opportunities. Well, it sounds like you've got a lot of irons in the fire. Uh, appreciate you walking me through every piece of the Ellen Empire. It's really exciting for us to be here. It's exciting for me to tell the story because I, I, I really do. I love this idea of limitless opportunity. Having been in cable for 15 years, this is something that's exceptionally new. And I think that if we can be a part of this growth, we're going to take this brand into you know uncharted territory. And I think that's pretty exciting. Terrific. Thanks again for your time. Great. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Strictly Business. Come back next week for another podcast in which we sit down with some of the brightest minds in entertainment. 